Brandy's going to be the death of me yet. Wrenching a hook out of the fleshy part of his palm, he spat into the darkening twilight. He heard the gob hit the river, reached for his bottle, poured just a tad on his bleeding hand, and took another deep drink. The mist, he muttered, coming in fast. He watched the fog creep from White Creek into the main channel of the Wisconsin River. At night, the mist often collected around the river bottoms, sloughs, and six-hundred-foot bluffs that made up this section of the great United States. This night was no different. The fog never rose from the great rivers. It always started in the backwaters and small creeks that fed them. As the mist crawled over the banks of the tiny tributaries, it made its way down to the rivers Wisconsin and Mississippi, just like it was doing this evening. Walter knew this was going to be a very foggy night. He imagined the ranger at Wyalusing State Park just south of Prairie du Chien, where the rivers ran together, had already radioed over to Iowa's Pike's Peak State Park, named by Zebulon Pike, who paused on his way west and figured he wouldn't get another chance to name any hill so high, and claimed that by midnight the tips of the bluffs would be the only feature the stars would reveal. Dipping his fingers into the bait pot, Walter grabbed another moldy cheese ball and stuck the hook through it, correctly this time. Just love fishing for the great cat, he mused. Lots of big catfish in the river, but not one worth catching except the silver beauty he had stalked since he was a kid. Must be over a hundred and seventy pounds by now. Its silver skin shimmered luminescent in his dreams. Like the mystical fish from the old country, Walter was sure the great cat would bequeath him wisdom, but more importantly would give him status with the folk in Tinker's Grove. Catch the cat, he thought and they won't think me a loser no more. He was obsessed. Thus the fishing trip in the fog. He figured he had about fifteen more minutes before he had to get off the river. Shouldn't really be here, though, it being the entrance to White Creek and all. Everybody stayed away from this place. Haunted. Holy. Whatever one wanted to call it, most folks stayed away. Unexplainable things sometimes happened here. Bad things. Not that he was afraid, mind you. Grandma Swiftier, his foster mama in the absence of his real mother, God rest both, told him that memories as old as the hills clung to the land and water around here. Earth and good old H2O were not ordinary in this part of the country. The water and the land, they remembered. Not like people do with thoughts that dart about like fireflies on a hot summer night. No, sir. The memories were etched into the very landscape by Mother Nature, a sculptor with the patience of time. Each raindrop, every track of an animal or human, even a sliding pebble making its way to the river made its mark, and the place remembered. The southwest corner of Wisconsin and the northern parcel of Illinois had a memory that stretched back farther than any of the lands in the northern United States. Walter remembered that from geography class, oh, so many years ago. This part of the earth had never felt the last of the numbing glaciers that crept across the northern states so long ago, wiping out the accumulated landscape of centuries like a stroke flattens the face of its victim. Walter, you hear me now? said the old Indian woman in Walter's mind. In fact, he could almost hear her voice whispering through the mist. This land and the waters around it hold secrets, and us poor humans that walk and swim 
barely know the stories they can tell or the mysteries they still hide. He chuckled for a moment wistfully, remembering Grandma Swiftier, last Winnebago Indian in the tri-state area. Yep, thought Walter. She died when he was just eighteen. Sure do remember her sitting on her porch in Tinker's Grove, signing postcards of her in her pretty bead-worked costume. Man, she looked ancient of days, but she always had an ear to listen and wisdom to dispense. By that time she gave him some change to walk across the street to Mike Delahanty's service station, where the best soda pop in town could be found. She had some choice words for him. She didn't like him going over there. Rather, he had gone to the Burke Hotel. She thought it had a better clientele. He didn't think the same, just a bunch of old, toothless railroad men sipping coffee. Walt the Kid really felt out of place there. Spitting in the river again, he remembered. Could have been more than...